The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We are go for launch. Let's do this. Welcome to the revolution. So far, so good. Awesome. Imitated, but never duplicated. Prepare yourself. This isn't very pleasant. Live from coast to coast, around the world, and online at JimandTrav.com. Play it! What are you waiting for? Let the revolution begin. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. I told my pap and ma'am I was coming to the mountains to trap and be a mountain man. What was your favorite hunting movie growing up, Jimbo? Hunting movie? Probably Jeremiah Johnson. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Robert Redfield, he was such a stud. Redford. Red- oh, I, <laughs> Red- I was thinking of the scope. Yeah. Like the old Redfield. <laughs> Who wouldn't? I know. He was like a man's man. Yeah. Then he just kind of turned he had weird. He beard. He had things growing in it. Yeah. Was he the yeah. guy in the horse whisperer? Yes, he was. Yeah, same yeah. guy. Yeah. That okay. movie was so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we are talking Hunter's Tale on this week's show. So pumped about this. Alan Probst, he is the host of North American Trapper, all new series on Sportsman Channel. Thursdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, he's going to be joining us for a three-part interview discussing all things trapping. Uh, then we're going to hear from Cat Daddy Buddy's uh, Better Two-Thirds yep. and uh, Rob Simbeck. Rob Simbeck, uh, the author of The Southern Wildlife Watcher. Going to be a fantastic show. Yes, it is. Mrs. Bunny, you sticking around? Nope, not today, boys. You don't want to learn about trapping? I do. I love trapping. I think it's really cool, but I have to catch the show later. She's got to go boil some traps. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's get... Put a little deer tallow in. Yeah. <laughs> she has a whole bunch of skunk urine. Uh, let's get to Alan. It's a hunter's tale this week. Now launching into a three-part interview with Alan Probst, host of North American Trapper, a new series airing on Sportsman Channel Thursdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. So be honest, Bunny. Yes. How much skunk urine do you have? <laughs> it's not that. It's the possum that I'm oh, working on. It's yeah. the possum urine. Yeah. Possum urine. Yeah. yeah. There's a new one. Yeah. All sorts of samples of urine. <laughs> All right. So we are being joined by Alan Probst. Uh, and he's the horse. Uh, he's the horse. <laughs> he is the host of a North American Trapper. It is an all-new series, Sportsman Channel, Thursdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Hey, Alan, i got to ask you a question before we get into the interview. Can you throw a split finger fastball? <laughs> no, no, I used to catch them, but I don't. I was never I really throw that hard. <laughs> now you were a pro ball player for ten years. Is that correct? Yeah, ten years. Um, basically, the whole nineties into the two thousands. Yeah. Holy cow! Now, what teams did you play for? The Mets, the Astros, and the Blue Jays organizations. Uh, basically. Um, you know, I gave my life to baseball for a long time. Yeah, probably a little bit before your time, but uh, we were friends with Danny Darwin. Uh, he was with the Astros before I was there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he threw the uh, split finger. Matter of fact, showed me how to do it and broke my jaw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I got to catch all that junk because <laughs> I didn't get to throw it. Yeah, I'm, I'm like a catcher, too. I catch all of Jim's jokes, but I don't get them. <laughs> right. He so, pegs me out all the time. Let's get oh, to great. trapping for a second. North American Trapper. I think it is so interesting. It's the only show. Yeah, well, the neat thing about it is, you know, obviously we're an outdoor, we're a hunting show. We love hunting. Um, but when it comes to long distance shooting, I mean, we could pop a deer out there, you know, five, 600 yards proficient with our archery equipment, you know, to take a, a bucket 80 yards. It's a tough shot, but it can be done. But when you're trapping, you are trying to get that animal to set their foot in a very specific spot. It's not like you can venture out there a couple hundred yards. I mean, you have to be so detailed. This truly is an art, Mr. Allen. It is an art form, but it's it's not something that I don't want people to think that, uh, you know, it's something that's hard to do. You know, it, yes, we are getting that animal to put its foot, you know, in a basically a two square inch pattern where they can go 360 degrees. But the fact of the matter is, we, we, you know, we're using baits, we're luring them in. You, you make sets that are inviting and inquisitive, you know, piques the interest to the animal and, and, and you're going to be successful. There's, there's not a lot that you have to do to be successful. And I've always said this from day one, uh, a trapper or, uh, you know, anybody that's out there going after these animals is going to get out of what they put into it. The more work they put into it, the more traps they put in the ground, really the more animals they're going to get if, if they just do a couple basic things, you know, correctly. Well, it, it's true, though, that uh, not one size fits all with traps, isn't Isn't that true? I mean, you've got well, yeah, smaller absolutely. traps there's, for the littler animals. A lot of different things. Yeah, and then you go all the way up to those gigantic bear traps. But nevertheless, I don't know if anybody still traps for bear. But uh, No, it's actually illegal now. Oh, it is. I was asked a question the other day. Do people trap for mountain lion? Yeah, I've I've seen them no, in traps. No, no, I don't think they're you're out there. I, I, there are some incidental catches that where guys catch them in the you know coyote sets and things like that out in North Dakota and Wyoming and Montana places like that. And you know you got to let them go um, because you know it, it, there's no season on them with with the trapping. But getting back to the bear stuff, you can still. Uh, use foot snares for bears, but actually the old bear traps, like you were talking about, they've been illegal since I think the last state was Maine, and I believe it was 2006 when that was the last season for that actual, you know, bear season up there. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be but, pure excitement to uh, walk up to a place where you put a set out and uh, there's a bear in it. Yeah, that's a little different. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually caught one. Did you really? Uh, the last year it was available in Maine. So, what? Uh, I, I got the opportunity to do that and took advantage of it, but it's it's really, you know, trapping is a lot of time. It's it's patience as well, and, and you know, the more patient you are, the more successful you're going to be as well. And that that kind of goes hand in hand with hunting or fishing or anything else. Yeah. Now let's talk about raccoon trapping. Everybody, trash pandas, they are absolutely everywhere. And I saw that you were using, I think it was like Duke dog proof trap. Uh, I mean, it's a really neat system. Uh, and you were using your own coon buster bait, but this is like when it comes to raccoons and stuff, this is 
where a lot of people, if they want to get interested in trapping, they can trap around their houses. You've talked about in states where it is legal to put out uh, bait for deer and so on and so forth. You can trap around uh, your bait sites. But those Duke dog-proof traps, those are so neat. Yeah, just like you said, they're a dog-proof trap. They allow you to, uh, you know, be able to set around your house, your farm, your ranch. Um, they They open up a lot of uh, areas that you can actually put them in there because the dogs, the cats aren't going to get caught to where if you did put a foothold, uh, trap in there, whether it be a number one or a number one and a half or a number two looking to catch the coons and possums and skunks and things, you know, you are going to have the opportunity to catch your, your feral cats and your farm cats and your dogs as well. So they open up a lot of, uh, area for you to, you know, put more traps and, and be able to do that for yourself, especially, you know, in those instances where you do have pets. You know, it, it, it really opens up a lot of area. Yeah, it's really neat. It's like a crawfish hole looking trap. And because dogs and cats, they don't have those articulating, you know, nimble fingers like a raccoon has, mm -hmm. they can just pass right over it. But, you know, the raccoon's going there. But I don't think, you know, it, it's kind of like, uh, feral cats, you know, they, they, I mean, they're devastating to like, uh, songbird population, just a lot of stuff. And then raccoons are the same thing to ground nesting birds, small game populations, rabbits. A lot of people besides screwing up their trash cans, I don't think realize, uh, how hard raccoons are on small game. Well, no, you actually just hit the nail on the head. Actually, one of the biggest problems, and I'll get to the, the raccoons, but actually one of the biggest problems to our native wildlife and uh, ground-nesting birds and, and varmints and moles and all those different things is the feral cat. You know, we're, we're, there's over 100 million feral cats in the United States now, and, and they just... They're killing machines. Like, do you even watch a house cat, like, with a fly or something? It just, it's, it's, it's unreal. And I actually revere that in cats, but they really do decimate a lot of those populations. Now, in, in areas where you have a lot of raccoons and whether you're a turkey hunter or a grouse hunter or a pheasant hunter or a duck hunter or things of that nature, you know, there was a couple studies that were done in Texas back in, uh, well, mid 2000, you know, six, five, somewhere in that way. I could get it cited if I need to, but they did a study and then where they mocked, uh, quail nests, pheasant nests, things like that. And they found that 91% of the predation on those nests was done by raccoons. Oh, wow. And yeah. And, and the thing is, is, is they figured an average, of one and a half to one and three quarter nests are taken out by an average raccoon. So if you think of that over the, you know, a 50 acre plot or a hundred acre plot, say you got a dozen raccoons working that area, you can, well, they're probably going to find most of your turkey nests. They're going to find, you know, mm -hmm. your, your, your other nests. And then when they find a nest, they don't, oh, here's an egg. I'm going to eat an egg, one egg. No, they decimate the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, make an nest, omelet. <laughs> which, you know, it's tough. And it's something that anytime you can take some of these nest raiders out of the equation, you do, you know, take some of that pressure off of those, uh, birds in, in, in the spring for sure. You bet. Hey, Alan, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Hey, we're talking with Alan Probst, and of course, he's the host of North American Trapper. It's a new series airing on Sportsman Channel Thursday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time. Bingo. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Allen, before we get to a break, to learn more about North American Trapper, your partners, what you got going on, buddy, uh, where can we find you online? Very easily. Just NorthAmericanTrapper.com. Uh, I have pretty much all my links and all my partners things on there uh, it's, a, it's a small group of people that are trying to get a great message out and uh yeah all of uh, our information is at northamericantrapper.com or North American Trapper on uh, facebook more allied probes right after this don't go anywhere an example of a good idea logging on to the amazing jimandtrap.com website yeah! a bad idea is enjoying all you can eat burritos at the taco emporium and washing it down with chocolate milk Milk was a bad choice. Keep your priorities in check and make smart decisions. JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages. My Outdoor TV is now available on all your favorite devices. With the best hunting, fishing, and shooting shows ever made, it's the ultimate streaming service for real-life outdoor adventures. My Outdoor TV is packed with over 10,000 exclusive episodes powered by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. The leaders in outdoor entertainment. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Start your free trial today. My Outdoor TV, now everywhere. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. We're back. It's the revolution with Jim and Trav and a hunter's tale. Anyway, booyah! Now, let's get back to Alan Probst, host of North American Trapper, a new series airing on Sportsman Channel Thursdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking to Hunter's Tale on this week's show. And before the break, we had part one with Alan Probst talking about trapping. And, of course, he's the host of North American Trapper on Sportsman's Channel Thursday nights at 930. Are you going to teach me how to snare Jimbo? Oh. <laughs> That's what I do. A leg now, hold. <laughs> um, on watching your videos, it's so interesting. And I highly encourage everyone to watch North American Trapper on Sportsman Channel. You go into your setups, and I was watching a, a video this morning where you were setting up, I think you called it like a trench trap. Uh, you were catching coyotes, and you were so detailed, and you broke it down. It, it was really interesting, and when when you got done setting it up, it looked like natural, and you actually dug a hole, you know, about two foot into, into the bank embankment, and you, you dug a trench, and you buried the trap. I thought that was so neat and so detailed how you described to do that, Mr. Allen. You know, there's, there's, uh, the dirt hole set is kind of the, the common set that's made for canines and, and taking of animals, uh, with your traps. But there's a lot of variations to that. You know, you can do what you were talking about, the trench set where you're actually basically digging down in and, and you're looking to, uh, just entice an animal to work that area. But, you know, any set that I make, I, I kind of want to have the trap below the ground to where I create momentum of that animal into the set. I want them to have to commit and pretty much every set that I make is, is going to be 
whether it's a trend set, a dirt hole, a step down, all the different sets, I want the momentum of that angle coming into my set. Do you own Mountain Man bait? Yeah, that's actually our bait that we uh, we produce. Yeah, now all the all the baits and lures under the North America Trapper line are are produced by myself and and you know put together for the line. So I mean, I was reading it. It's like four equal parts ground Angus, rendered prairie dog, fresh ground prairie dog, uh-huh. and ground poultry, which sounds better than the dog food I feed my dogs. <laughs> I really does. Um, so you were setting these up and you were using your own bait and, you know, that is your ultimate attraction. And you were talking about the disturbance of the soil also piques their interest. They want to see what's going on there when it comes. So you have your scent out there. You have your mountain man bait, let's say, and you're going after coyotes. How concerned do we have to be, Mr. Allen, about leaving our own scent there? You think from us getting down there in the soil, I know you were wearing gloves, but, you know, you are going to leave your scent there. Is that something you try to mask? Will your baits help do that? Or does it kind of disperse after 20, 30, 40 minutes? Well, no, I think I think there's there's going to be scent at every set that you do. And, and to, I am not somebody who is extremely worried about my human scent at a set because I don't really, I don't know if Urena has that suit that <laughs> they, they still wouldn't leave some scent there. So, and plus, you know, I mean, these animals, you know, these coyotes and, and foxes and things, they're, they're canine. They're, their nose, we don't even understand how good their nose is. So I really don't think that uh, you're ever going to make a set where you're not going to leave human scent around it's it's just it's it's not possible and you're always going to have human scent i think that uh you know the scent's going to dissipate over a period of time and i think that's some reason why canines may not work a set the first night or two that's why when you trap coyotes or or foxes and things like that you want to give yourself at least five to seven upwards of ten days in an area because you have to spend some time there to get the animals to start working set if they are a little leery. But yeah, I don't, I don't think you could do anything to, uh, to make a set and, and keep it scent free. And, and plus these animals pretty much anywhere in the country now, they've smelled humans. It's not like you're going out into the, you know, great north where the, you know, a coyote sniffs, you know, a human for the first time. I mean, you're going to have them be pretty much aware of of that and be used to that all across the country. Yeah. Now, uh, before we went on the air, you talked about going up in the Dakotas uh, shortly and, uh, and, and mentioned the name skunk. What in the world do they do with a skunk pelt, and how difficult is it to skin? Well, actually, you know, skunks have a lot of other uses, too. I mean, skunk is, you know, the essence of a skunk, the, the, the actual pee and things of that nature. Uh, there's a lot of different things, you know, beaver caster and a lot of animal parts are used in, you know, mainstream cosmetics, perfumes and makeups and all these different things. So there's a lot of value to the animals as opposed to just the pelt itself. Um, really, it's actually not that hard to skin a skunk as, as long as, you know, they haven't, you know, squirted all over themselves. Uh, they really, are not that hard. You're just going to kind of skin around the vent and stay away from nicking or, or slicing the actual pods that, that carry the scent. 
uh, and you're pretty much fine. It's just like you know, case skinning any other animal. Yeah. Now, because yeah, skunk smell is not one of the easiest things to get out. <laughs> not really, <laughs> or get used to. Now you have wild furs, and you make some of the neatest stuff. People need to hop on uh, and check it out. But you were talking about the uses of the animals. And I think that is one thing a lot of people just think about is, oh, they're just going to harvest this animal and sell the fur. But a lot of these parts, like a cow's carcass, I mean, every single bit from the nose to the hooves gets used. There is literally no waste. Um, And with a lot of animals, it happens the same in trapping, doesn't it? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's... (laughs) If you just take a beaver, for instance, you know, the beaver caster is used and the, and the beaver uh, sack is used, um, the oil sack, and, and, you know, the fur is going to be used as, as a pelt. And then the beaver meat can be used for a lot of different, you know, avenues. On one, you can eat it. Uh, the beaver is actually not that bad. Um, a lot of people do eat. Uh, the muskrats, the beavers, the raccoons, you know, and and so even if you go past that where you don't want to use it as a food source, uh, you use the meat, you can render it down and use it for um, making baits, uh, use it for a lot of different things. Hell, you can take the tail, skin it out, make a wallet, make, you know, leather for whether you want to try and make a pair of sandals or, you know, shoes. So, yeah, you can use all of pretty much the beaver in, in the aspects of use, a lot of different things in the country. And that's, that's with a lot of animals, you can use a lot of different uh, things. So yeah, I think there's a big misconception out there that we're just out trying to, you know, kill animals and take their pelts and stuff. But no, there's a lot of other uses that go with a lot of different of the fur bears that are on the market. You bet. Hey, Alan, we got to take a break again. Can you stick around for a third part? This is good stuff. Yeah, sure thing, buddy. Okay. Hey, we're talking with Alan Probst, and of course, he's the host of North American Trapper. It's a new series airing on Sportsman's Channel Thursday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time. And this has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Mr. Allen, before we get to a break, to learn more about you, North American Trapper, everything you guys have going on, where can we find you online? Uh, as I said earlier, uh, just NorthAmericanTrapper.com. Uh, we have all of our uh, different products and, and story on there, and also uh, North American Trapper on Facebook. You bet. Part 3 with Alan Popes, coming up next. JimandDraft.com is your home for everything to do with the outdoors. Log on now and inject some testosterone in your online experience. JimandDraft.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will return right after these messages. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be new. It's going to be something different that y'all haven't seen at a Major League Bowhunter in the past. Join former Major League Baseball All-Star Chipper Jones and his crew as they show what it takes to be a Major League bow hunter. Party can get started now. It's become more than just bow season. We're trying to progress as bow hunters to become more successful year in and year out. Major League Bow Hunter. Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Only on Sportsman Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav and a Hunter's Tale broadcast. Now, 
once again, here's Alan Probst, host of North American Trapper, a new series airing on Sportsman Channel Thursdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. This is part three. Hey, we're back. We're talking a hunter's tale, and this is a tale to be told by Alan Probst. He's the host of North American Trapper, a new series on Sportsman Channel, 930 Eastern Times, Thursday night. Yeah, now the goal of North American Trapper has always been to show, like, the very best environmental and ecological trapping methods, and this is still your brand mission today. And with the all-new series, North American Trapper, on Sportsman Channel, is this something you really want to take things to the next step, to encourage people to get back into trapping. I mean, we see what COVID has done for, you know, fishing license sales and hunting license sales. Do you think that trapping, your goal is really to ignite a passion for it? Or is it more just to educate people, Mr. Allen? It's uh, it's a great question. It's a little bit of both, actually. You know, I'd love to get more people into this outdoor sport. It's, it's really, it's it's what the West was founded on. The beaver trappers were the ones that explored the West and, you know, through the 1820s and 1830s and the 1840s during the beaver uh, craze, you know, the mountain men, you know, that's what they were doing out, going after beaver, exploring the West and, and mapping the rivers and all the different travelways through that. Now, uh, you know, you mentioned ecological and environmentally sound practices. Yeah, we're going to show you uh, what we use and, and how it's beneficial for all, you know, outdoorsmen and outdoors women that are out there. You know, we're going to show you methods on how to help control your, your possum and raccoon and skunk populations. And we're going to show you how you can go out and trap coyotes show you if you have a problem, beaver or muskrat, how to take care of that. So ultimately, it's basically set up to just try and educate uh, those, you know, homeowners, you know, ranchers, farmers, hunters alike on the methods and techniques that we use that can help them be their own stewards of their own land, whether they need to get some raccoons that are eat their deer feed or whether they're uh, dealing with some critters that are bothering their livestock. There's a lot of different avenues where uh, everyone out there has a need or will have a need at some point for some trapping knowledge in their life. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, we actually live in the country, probably 20 miles from town. And so there's a lot of critters out here. And I got up, I heard a bunch of noise. Uh, we have a, a wraparound uh, porch. And there had to be a 50-pound coon out there looking me almost right square in the eye. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it seems like uh, these animals – coyotes adapt to city life or suburban life and so forth it seems like these coons and and uh possums i mean they're right at home on my porch well and and you know they are getting you know more adept at uh coming near humans and, and things of that nature and, and you're just going to have that you know consistently from here on out you know human expansion is is branching out every day and you know, all you have to do is look at the news. People are leaving the cities. They want to be in the country or in the suburbs. And, and when that happens and you sell an acre here and you build on an acre there, you know, you just, you're moving into those animals. And they're, they're going to be very aware of uh, humans at that time. And they're also going to not 
be as leery of coming into your garbage can and, and rooting under your porch. And so you are going to have conflicts. Absolutely. You bet. Well, you know, it's really interesting. I got on a bunch of uh, websites over the weekend knowing we were going to have you on the show this week. And uh, any one of them have packages where you can get X number of, uh, you know, ones, twos and threes or whatever it may be. Uh, I don't know if you can mix and match if you wanted to, but it's not that expensive. I mean, the cheapest trap that I found was about seven bucks. And then uh, upwards on the threes were like $12. And so you could spend a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars and kind of be in business for a while, couldn't you? Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, anybody, I mean, you don't have to go out and buy 10 dozen traps and be a trapper. Like, you can buy a couple traps and get started. And, and, you know, if you're a farmer or a rancher or homeowner, you have a problem with a couple of raccoons and set a couple dog proofs near your porch or whatever. Yeah, you could get started for you know, 50 bucks or a hundred bucks. You know, we have different you know, kits and, and boxes on our website uh, that, you know, we actually have a predation kit and we have a raccoon dog proof kit and we have a, a beaver package. So we have different packages that are set up and I think the, they range from 150 bucks to, I think the most expensive is the Mountain Man package, which is everything. And that's like 400 or something. But the, the fact of the matter is people just, need a little bit of equipment to get started and and you can be out there catching these critters tomorrow actually you bet hey we've been talking with alan probes he's the host of north american trapper a new series on sportsman's channel thursday nights at 9 30 and i gotta tell you this has been an enlightening interview you have to watch north american trapper and this has been brought to you by high mountain seasonings visit them online to spice up your wild game raccoon cuisine uh check them out <laughs> h-i-m-t-n i'm sure they have seasonings that'll work fabulous on raccoon uh and alan will help you catch that coon he'll right, come so, up for a 600 dollars package <laughs> again uh mr allen north american trapper all new series sportsman channel thursdays 9 30 p.m eastern time Everything you have, man, your brands, how we can further educate ourselves and become a trapper. Where can we find you online? Well, yeah, I definitely appreciate you having me on. And you can just go to NorthAmericanTrapper.com. And we also have our Facebook page, North American Trapper. You can do a search on there. And, you know, we're more than happy to, you know, help anybody in whatever direction they want for their outdoor lifestyle. And, you know, hopefully they'll use our products because, you know, our, our kind of our motto is, uh, proven products equals proven conservation, and ultimately that's what we're trying to do is is uh, further that approach through our trapping methods and techniques. You bet. Hey, coming up next, we've got Cat Daddy, and he's got some concoctions as well. That's right. He's going to trap a blue cat, I think. All right, so we got to get to a break. Mr. Allen, God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on, guys. Here's Mrs. Bunny with mistakes that limit your accuracy. Mistakes that limit your accuracy. If you're experiencing inconsistency while practicing with your rifle, there may be an error in your setup or execution. Look to these factors to pinpoint the problem. Number one, improperly mounted scopes. If you don't know how, have an expert mount your scope for you. Number two, unstable rest. Your ability to hold your firearm steady is crucial. Number three, inconsistent trigger pull. Apply steady pressure, don't yank. Number four, using the wrong ammo. Ammo selection is important. Test five or six loads to see what performs best in your gun. Eliminating outside influences that limit your gun's capabilities will make you a better shot. Stick around. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages. 
Chef Scott Laseth turns the inedible into incredible. On the menu, we've got frog legs and groundhog. He hunts and fishes on a quest for the weird, the wild, and the downright unthinkable, and then serves it up hot and fresh. You, too, can live vicariously through me as I tell you what turtle tastes like. I can eat the snot out of this thing all day long. This is a whole different level. Nobody's ever done that. Dead Meat, Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Come see the Yamaha XTR line of ATV and side-by-side vehicles designed for conquering extreme terrain at YamahaOutdoors.com today. Proven off-road features include factory-installed worn winch, special edition paint with color-matched wheels, and aggressive terrain tires. The Yamaha XTR line. Realize your adventure today at YamahaOutdoors.com. ATVs are recommended only for use by those age 16 years and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and the product Morning labels before operation. The revolution with Jim and Travis back. Now here's our very own captain of the SS Tuna Tub, Cat Daddy. I'll never go fishing again. This is in my friend. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here's Jim and Trav. Hey, we're back. We're talking a hunter tail on this week's show. And before the break, we had Alan Prost with an interesting guy talking about trapping of all things. But our next guest, man, he he's a trapper himself. You don't need to say anything else. This man's amazing. He has a he's great, a legend in his own time. He's a great smiler. Have you ever noticed that? He's a smiley man. Fish just jump in the boat. <laughs> Mr. Cat Daddy, how's it going today, buddy? Hey, going good, going good. Boy, the wind won't die down a bit, but that's a good thing because we've been drifting out on the lakes at the Perry Lake oh. catching nice fish real nice fish fresh cut said about four or five inches long now you say real nice fish your idea of real nice fish and mine are two totally different things when you say real nice fish I mean you're talking about like a whale size how big <laughs> how big were these babies well uh, uh, they've been up to probably 25 30 pounds <laughs> blue cat <laughs> that's what I'm talking about man uh that is a big blue cat it really is well, that's a nice size blue there's a lot of bigger ones out there you know they stocked all them blue cats in all these uh federal lakes and state lakes and man I tell you what they're uh really getting big I mean they must be good and healthy out there them biologists are really taking good care of them lakes because these fish is really, really gaining in size. Yeah. Well, you know, the wind kicked up about uh, 5, 6 o'clock last night, and we had a dust storm out here in northwest Kansas. I thought I saw camels. If they had two humps, you you probably ain't lying. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking about camels non-filtered, though, yeah. right? Uh, or so- was that on Wednesday? Now, that, they call that hump day. <laughs> Um, so, you know, this wind has been crazy and the temperatures obviously fluctuating big time. I mean, we went from yesterday, it was 91 and the low last night was like 28. I mean, it's like, it's such stark contrast, um, from mid afternoon to evening and morning. I'll tell you what, man, uh, you know, we was out on the lake drifting about, oh, 10, 15 mile an hour winds. Three hours later, man, we had five-foot white caps. Oh! And we was cruising about 20 miles an hour. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We had to pull the drift socks in, man. If I knew it was going to blow that hard, all of a sudden, I'd have brought my 10-foot drift socks. So that would have slowed us down. But, whoo, boy, that don't knock them waves out of the way, though, see? 
Oh, man. That can be a little bit dangerous. Yeah, you got to be careful out there. And you guys have those. Uh, do you use the inflatable PFDs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine pops out into a ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. No, you got to be careful out there on the water and really uh, watch the weather. Now, so are they starting to strap on that fall feed bag? Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. You know, now now's the time, boy. They're they're almost eating anything out there, and it's just they're just a glutton. You know, when they hit the they hit the bait, it's three four times as hard as they would average. I mean, they want to make sure they kill it when they hit it, and they want to eat it immediately. Yeah. Well, you know, you uh, you furnish the, the rods and reels unless a guy wants to bring his own. But nevertheless, you've got a new rod out that uh, you're pretty proud of. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's called the Slab Hunter. Now, Slab, that's like a crappie rod, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. It's a 10-foot crappie rod. <laughs> and, you know, it's got that automatic bait alarm on it. I, I tell you, it, it's a fantastic rod. And, you know, when I got that, I imagined a 10-pound blue cat or a flathead hooked onto that, and I thought, oh, quit it, cat daddy. Yeah. That's a crappie rod. That thing is turning knots. But I tell you what, it's one heck of a rod, real sensitive, real sensitive rod. But, you know, the thing is, even though it's, like, 10 feet long, the fact of the matter is it's got a lot of backbone in it. You could handle a pretty good-sized fish with that, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, as far as crappie goes, absolutely. You know, uh, there ain't a crappie out there to cause that rod a problem. Tackle boxes, the people that make these rods out of Wichita, Kansas, they've been doing really good stuff. You know, they got a, what they call the Black Series out there. Looks like an 808. It's a good rod, good reel, catfish style. You know, they got a, a bell face rods or, or reels out there on these nice, uh, six foot rods. Uh, you can't, it's just hard to be a, a fishing rod, you know, where, you can set the alarm on it, and it'll let you know when you get a bite wherever or any time of the day. Hmm. Yeah, mine woke me up. So have you been doing quite a bit of crappie fishing of recent? Well, yeah, you know, now be quiet now. He won't tell everybody. <laughs> Here's a I've reputation. Been, I've been catching a few crappie out there with my buddies, you know. And <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's a change, you know, for me, absolutely, because I'm used to that, you know, 80-pound test line and, I get a bite, and, you know, when I set the hook, the boat rocks. <laughs> Crappie, you're sitting there, you know, a little dink, 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 dink. But, boy, they're good eating. <laughs> you notice his, he was getting all choked up. He's having a hard time <laughs> yeah. talking about it. I feel like he was at, like, uh, this was an intervention is what yeah. this was. <laughs> and I was going to say bass. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so Cat Daddy, now is the time to get out there. And, and the great part is it's not too hot like you're in the dog days of summer where it's 120 out on the water. Oh, yeah, man. This is enjoyable weather, you know. Yeah. Even if you don't get a fish all day long, man, you're out there sitting in beautiful weather. You know, the fall time's going out into the frenzy time. And, man, it's just a beautiful day of fishing whether you're fishing catching them or not. That's right. Now, Mr. Cat Daddy, if we want to book a trip with you, buddy, where can we find you online? www.catdaddyguideservices.com. Yeah, and if you'd like to send Cat Daddy an email, send it to catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. And this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online and check them out. YamahaMotorsports.com. Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, after the break, good friend of mine, Rob Simbeck. He's the author of a brand new book called The Southern Whitetail Watcher. Ooh. No, it's called The Southern Wildlife Watcher. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, good friend there. <laughs> Anyways, all right, Mr. Cat Daddy, God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Hey, you guys take it easy. That's the only way I know to take anything. Nice and easy. <laughs> yeah. 
America, land of the free, home of the hunter. They see a pig game, they know that we're for real. You smell that cooking? Miss Piggy's a meal. We love bacon, grits, and ham. The pigs are squealing. Oh, yeah. Sam, I am. Yes, son. Recently, we asked if you thought we'd been really awesome these past few months. You guys have been really awesome these last few months. And you agreed. So for even more awesome, check out JimandTrav.com. And stay tuned, because the Super Duper Awesome Show will continue right after these short messages. It's your season at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. The days are getting shorter, and the nights are getting cooler. Time to find the perfect spot. Set up your tree stand. And grab your bow. Shop Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's and save on the best fall hunting brands like Cabela's Instinct, She Outdoor, and Blackout. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Your adventure starts here. Shop in-store or online. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631 800-570-9631 That's 800-570-9631 The Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air with a hunter's tale this week. Now, here's Rob Simbeck, author of The Southern Wildlife Watcher, Brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. Hey, we are back. We're talking a hunter's tale on this week's show. And before the break, we had Cat Daddy. What a great guy he is. But our next guest, man, he knows a lot about animals. Our next guest has done something Cat Daddy has never done. Read a book. <laughs> Let alone wrote one. Just now being, being joined by Rob Simbeck. He is the author of the Southern Wildlife Watcher Notes of a Naturalist. Mr. Rob, your book writer, you. How's it going today, buddy? Guys, it's so good. The weather is beautiful. Uh, I'm outside in Nashville. The Tennessee skies are uncloudy. And I'm talking to you guys. How bad can it be? Well, that's it. That's it. Now, the thing is, your new book, I'm telling you, I mean, it's a page turner. There's a lot of great photographs in it. Oh, my goodness. I, this was originally a series of columns for South Carolina Wildlife Magazine. And any outdoors people out there know that the state uh, wildlife and conservation magazines always look great. And in this case, uh, the photographers on staff there with Philip Jones in the lead really did well. And the great thing about the, the way technology is going with books didn't used to be you could print good color photographs. Uh, on the new stock that's inside a book. And nowadays you can, which is just another advantage of moving forward technologically. Yeah. Now, what is so appealing? You know, because we're outdoorsmen and you are as well. What is so appealing, though, about just going out in nature and watching wildlife? And what are some of your favorite animals 
uh, to observe just naturally out there? My favorite of all the animals in the book, and there are 36 critters here. There's uh, 12 from the land, 12 from the water, and 12 from the air. I am a pileated woodpecker guy. Really? Any of us who any of us who are in the outdoors know that loud sound. I mean, from you can hear it from half a mile away on a good still day. They're as tall as a crow is, and they tear big chunks of bark off trees looking for insects. They're sort of a one-eyed yo-ho-hoing pirate of the bird world. <laughs> and I've always been impressed with them. Well, the interesting part about your book, you know, you have built it around what everybody likes. I mean, you went from hummingbirds to eagles, didn't you? Exactly. And the thing is, if you're going to be a, a wildlife watcher, I mean, I have learned a, a walk in the woods for me is like a trip home. I mean, you know, we we came out of the dirt and we're going back there and it's on full display in the fields along the creeks and rivers and that sort of thing. And so whatever the activity, you're hunting, you're fishing, you're hiking, you're going to notice nature around you. And those of us who've been at this a long time come more and more dearly to appreciate what's out there. And so I went not only from the big critters, the impressive ones like the bald eagle or the bobcat. But this book also has chapters on the housefly and the earthworm. And just like dandelions and starlings and honeybees are not native to North America, neither are houseflies and neither are nightcrawlers, believe it or not. But this one is closest to my heart because I get to tell stories like you know, the early days dating Debbie when she would impress me with her knowledge of the outdoors to just the way I work at home and how we used to raise chickens. And um, I got used to them to understanding chicken. And then I started understanding <laughs> crow and blue jay and everything else from that. So it's been a real chance to share my story. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Rob Simbeck, and he is the author of the Southern Wildlife Watcher, Notes of a Naturalist. Yeah, and he's a chicken whisperer. Again, <laughs> that is so cool. Again, Mr. Rob, to learn more about you and the Southern Wildlife Watcher, buddy, where do we have to head to online? RobSimbeck.com, and other than that, your local bookstore or Amazon or the other great places online. And Jim and Trav, it's an absolute pleasure. Always love talking to you. Thanks so much for your time. Here's Mrs. Bunny with the Low Pressure Zone. Low Pressure Zone. Some 40 states have an autumn turkey hunting season, and the opening of those seasons are generally met with disregard. Some hunters don't want to shoot birds that aren't gobbling. Others don't want to take a hen. However, most are simply more focused on deer and other game and don't know what they're missing. What this means for you is more turkeys. Take advantage of less pressure and head to the woods to get a wild turkey instead of a butterball for Thanksgiving. If you've ever manscaped with a hunting knife... You're in the right place. Connect with the boys on social media and always at JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will return right after these important messages. Introducing the new Yamaha XTR line of ATV and side-by-side vehicles specifically designed for conquering extreme terrain. Now available at YamahaOutdoors.com. All XTR models are adventure-ready and come standard with exclusive off-road features like a factory-installed worn wench, special edition paint with color-matched wheels, and aggressive terrain tires. These special edition models include the Grizzly XTR, the Wolverine X2 XTR, the Wolverine X4 XTR, and the YXZ1000R SS XTR, plus the 
entire XTR line features Yamaha's reputation for durability and reliability and are assembled in the USA. See the new XTR line today at YamahaOutdoors.com. The Yamaha XTR line, designed and built for unmatched proven off-road capability so you can realize your adventure. ATVs are recommended only for use by those age 16 years and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and the product warning labels before operation. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our high mountain seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak! I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the Great show, everyone. We just gotta get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Uh, Alan Probst, the uh, the host of North American Trapper. That guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was really interesting. His, I learned so much about trapping. Now I want to go out and buy one. You should uh, become a trapper, Jimbo. You should go out in the wild. I think you should move to Alaska. <laughs> uh, go off grid. Uh, we also had Cat Daddy. Yeah. He was uh, interesting as always. Plus, Jimbo's best friend, Rob. Rob Simbeck. He has a, a book called The Southern Wildlife Watcher. Yeah, this was a fantastic show. Mrs. Bunny, last word. Uh, JimandTrap.com. Go there, listen to the show, check out tips, and uh, get outdoors this weekend. Hey, the time to vote is coming up. Everybody vote and make sure you make it right the first time. Can you vote twice? Don- I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so- Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. There you go. <laughs> All right, so get outdoors this week and take some kiddos with you. And you know what? Have those kiddos vote, too. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, hammer home firearm safety. That is essential. So is family participation in the great outdoors. Peace out, boys and girls. We love you so much and the United States of America. Have a great weekend. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.